is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, August 26, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 13. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. we got about 45 minutes here to talk some Cowboys football with you guys. Um, and we've got some news and notes we got to hit, a lot of things that are happening around the team. Great news right now is that we are officially two weeks out from the beginning of the NFL season, which the Cowboys will open on a Thursday night football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we will all be there and we'll be able to watch this game in person. What? Why do you look like that? Uh, As though it's not will. hopefully. Like last year, you were the only one. Me and Dave had to stay at home. So, I yeah, know. hopefully we and all will I don't be like there. hearing even, hopefully, we're though. We're not even talking like that. We're going. I know. We're going. Go. We're going to be there. But uh, but a lot's happening this weekend. Yeah. High school football is getting going here in Texas. I don't know about the other states, but in Texas it's getting going this weekend. Got college next weekend and then Thursday. Following that, the NFL uh, will kick off. Let's start first with the biggest news uh, of, uh, of at the Star yesterday. Dak Prescott returns uh, to practice in a meaningful way. Uh, tell me, what did, how much did he do, and, and what did you think of, of what he did yesterday? Dak Prescott said, F your seven-on-seven. Seven. I want the whole thing. Let's go. That's, I, I mean, that was... That caught me by surprise, obviously. Like, Mike McCarthy was like, yeah, Dak's going to do seven-on-seven. Seven. And then he did team. He's like... Nah, I'm just going to jump right if in. If I got a pitch count, put it into I guess so. That yeah, yeah, he's like, come on, let me get some real work. Um, and he, he looked pretty good, and in my opinion. Good. That, yeah. yeah, that's the best part yeah. is that, you know, how he looked. And also, I guess we don't really know this. Today is the most important part of that. You how know, do you feel? How are you feeling today? Yeah. You got to go back and do it and do it again. Of course, you know, football is a seven week, you know, I mean, seven days, you know, between each game most of the time. So you do have a chance to most to, of the time. Most of the time, you have a chance <laughs> to, you know, to to you know get back. That's why pitchers only throw once a, you know, once every four days. The starting pitcher. So um, you know, even if he's feeling a little bit sore, I mean, that's not too alarming. I just yeah. wonder how he does feel if there was any setbacks. But he looked great yesterday. He looked, he looked really good. He was. I mean, he he was making. He was making the throws you got to make to play football, and I mean, it looked like there was good velocity on him. Yeah, you know, he wasn't throwing hail mary balls, but how often do you really do that anyway? Uh, so he had a couple thirty yard throws and some nice completions. I think he went eleven of twelve on the day. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I think that what I'm looking forward to, and I know it's two weeks away, but when we go to Tampa, I'm looking forward, and, and it could be a first quarter, it could be second quarter. But there's going to be that moment, that third and six, third and seven, where the best play is when it opens up and he's got to go. Got to go take off. You get 14 yards, 12 yards, whatever. You slide, you dive, whatever you do. But you get up and you like it. Because that is that Dak has to – that's the Dak that's going to help this team win. It's just the threat of being able to run because then he can throw and do all those things. But he's got to do it. He's going to have to make that first, second time. Get up. You know, I'm still a running quarterback. I can still do that. I think once that happens, I think that 
I think they can take off. And that's what that's what we were talking about last week. And Blake Jarwin was asked about that as well because you know the Houston game was his first preseason game, and they kind of you know he he caught his first pass over the middle, he his first contact since he tore his ACL, and he was like, yeah, it's just. It's big to take that hit and, you know, go down to the ground and flip around and all that stuff and get up and you're like, oh, I still I still feel fine. Yeah. still feel 100 percent. I'm ready to play football. And like, I don't think Dak's rusty, but I would have liked for him to right. get that out of the way in the preseason. But it's, it's going to be his days of thunder moment. If you've ever seen that movie where Which he moment? gets in a big wreck and oh. then he, he doesn't know if he's got the confidence. He comes back and races again. He's got the smoke. He's got to drive. Through Is that the it. one where he thought he was on fire? Well, That's Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Okay. He's got to drive through it, and I know movie, you can though. do it. It's drive through it, and it, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not the same. Not as the Days same of movie. Thunder. I haven't seen Days of Thunder, but I get what you're saying. It's the moment. It's the same thing as Ricky Bobby. It's yeah. Uh, got to get thing. back on Tell the horse. Got to get back on the horse. Yeah. You feel like gotta, eating and you're choking. You know, you got to wow. go back and you got to eat again. You <laughs> know, you got to know that you. We'll can tell do that it. story a little bit later because the fans shit here, but we'll get to that maybe another show. We're good. Another show. You know, knowing Dak Prescott, I actually think that that moment for him. Is gonna be way more. It's gonna be way scarier for everybody watching than it will be for him. Yeah, I think for him, it's just gonna be I'm playing football. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things he's been talking about. Like I, he is trying to divorce himself from the whole idea of talking about it, thinking about the leg injury, and and for him, it's done. It's over. I'm moving forward. So oh I don't think God. that will be a consideration for him. Wow, you just made me realize something. This maybe this was all a genius play right. to get people to stop talking about his ankle. I thought the honestly, same thing too. I was like, that's how you do it. You <laughs> yeah. get another injury. This is the first time. Is that what we are? This is the this first is like, time. We We've talked about his ankle in a month. I know. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, it's not because there's not. Somebody asked us that in the mailbag this week is like, could this be gamesmanship on the part of the Cowboys? And I was like, game, like taking your quarterback out of practice for a month is not gamesmanship. No, not like, at all. Nobody would do that, that on help. purpose. Yeah. It doesn't help you. But yeah. we're not talking about his ankle anymore. <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. All right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about an IR move for the Cowboys. Uh, and it for, for a lot of people, for. You know, when you see this on other teams, you think third string running back uh, goes to IR. You think, eh, it's not really a big deal. And I don't know that it's a big deal here, but it certainly is noteworthy because Rico Dowdle is a guy that I think has had a good camp, and I think he's a pretty good player for a third running back and a special teams player. What do you guys think uh, about him now going to IR? Exactly what you just said. It sucks for him. I, he's he's got juice. Like he just he looks good with the ball in his hands. He's got burst. Um, had a, made the team as an undrafted rookie, which is always impressive. Was there was no doubt he was going to make it this year yeah. as well. And so it just sucks for him. Yeah, I, I doubt his role would have been huge. Probably special teams and. You know, may, pray you, know, you don't have to pray see you don't have back. to yeah. see him play running back. Yeah, yeah, but he he deserved to be on this team. He looked really good. It sucks for him. Um, and now I just mainly wonder, like, do you even carry a third running back? Honestly, I think that's a conversation worth having. Yeah, let's talk about that. Like, because you would think about it, like it, it, like you said, his role would not be playing running back very often unless there were an injury in game. Uh, most times, he's just going to be a special teams guy. Do you think you could go into a season with only two running backs on the roster, active roster? They've done it before. They definitely have during the time that I've been here. Uh, at least, and you can always sign and add guys as the season goes along, but like the initial 53 at least once has only had two running backs. I think it might have been Jason Garrett's last season. Um, I mean, the most, the two most impressive depth running backs on this team are now both on IR because Shaywo, I thought, had a great shot to make the team as well. Um you know, I think Sunday's a big day for Jaquan Hardy and Brendan Knox. Maybe they can show you something. And I'll be I'll be honest, Nick, you if you saw something, correct me, but 
I was so con- I was just like, yeah, it's it's Zeke, Tony, and and Dowdle. Like mm-hmm. I don't really even care what else happens here. So I really I haven't been taking a close look at these other running backs. No, I mean the the third running back is like your fifth and sixth receiver, really mm-hmm. your sixth receiver. Like if you're going to keep them, it's because of other things that you can do. So you don't just have to keep a third back. It was, but in this case, Dowdle could show you know he could do some special teams. Plus, you know. And I don't, I'm sure Tony Pollard would get the start if something would happen to Zeke for a game. But he's the guy that, that most complements what Zeke does. And so if Pollard is going to have this unique role, that could still happen. It's, we've seen it before where guys are the backup on the depth chart. But he might get leapfrogged, and Daddle could be like the guy that does a lot of Zeke things, and you keep Pollard in the same boat. That's why I was like, if Daddle has a place here. I don't think any other back can do that, though. I don't think Knox... I don't think Jaquan, Jaquan Hardy. I mean, he can barely see. You know, I mean, so got to get him out there. And then, you know, it, it'll be interesting. This game will be interesting too for a guy like Nick Ralston. I know we'll talk about him later. You know, as a fullback guy, he's he's carried the ball. You know, he he told me the other day I've carried it in high school. I mean, I think a lot of guys carried it in high school. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they're ready for the NFL, but but I mean, he can do a lot of different things with it. So. Maybe he's got a shot to to get on this fifty three as a special teams guy slash fullback slash emergency runner. Maybe I, I just I just think of it in terms of like you know people love to stress at this time of year about like oh we can't we can't release him or he'll get claimed. And all of those guys will you know Hardy Knox I'll throw in Nick Ralston. Most of if not all of those guys will clear waivers. You put them on your practice squad. And if you add them as you see fit, if something happens to your other two, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they just go with two. Or if they have a third, I could see it being a guy that they claim because I'm just I'm not convinced anybody left on this roster needs to be on it, at least at the start. All right. Uh, let's go on to a uh, final topic of news and notes that we need to get to. Cowboys COVID list has grown a bit more. Uh, who's now on it? And uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about how that might affect them. Connor Williams and um, uh, Demonte Casey. Wow, I kind of blanked there for a sec. Yeah, so it was up to six, but Israel Mukwamu is back. He's so, he practiced yesterday, so that's and it's is that how you say that Mukwamu? It is. That's what I mean, I've been wait, told. No, wait, let me just say. Let me just say. We verified that this morning. It, you weren't wrong. You you weren't wrong. It, no, I was wrong. I was pronouncing it incorrectly. Now, I was pronouncing incorrectly because that's what I was given, but I was still pronouncing incorrectly. You guys are right. It's the pronunciation, the pronunciation sheet actually had the wrong stress. Yeah, but it's it's McQuam. It, was, it wanna, was a little Mukwamu. awkward in the middle of the show yesterday. Y'all were talking about the same guy back and forth with two different names. Right. I just wish. And I was, the, I was dug in. I was not going to change. The, <laughs> the behind-the-curtain job stuff here, like, I mean, basically four people just screaming at each other about what's written on a pronunciation guide yesterday in the office. Yeah. yeah. Great. That's the fun of what we do. Sure. Because nobody hey, backs down from that, arguments. But, so. but okay, but but if you're his family and they are right. they prob- care. Well, number one, they're probably like, You guys are both pronouncing it wrong either way, but true. I'm but, guessing. Yeah. But they but they're looking at like, hey, if he wasn't a good player, they wouldn't be talking about it, you know? I think he's we didn't know how to say Shaywo Alana Lua yeah. until he really started playing well and had a good chance to make the team. Okay, Dave's like I knew how to say I, it. Well, I, I, it's a pet peeve of mine. I think like it, it, learn the name. It's right. it's the guy's name, and you know the least you can do is learn how to say it. So you should at least try. What was like, the kicker's name? You should at least try. What's that? What was the kicker's name? Liram Hirolahu. There you go. 
Yeah. And he was he's here gone. for, I mean, <laughs> it was gone. a quick cup of coffee. Right. I was, that was one where I was like, if he's going to be here all year, man, I got to get some work. I really got to work. <laughs> you didn't even try. I tried, but I was like, I'm going to have to keep saying it over and over well, and over again. You know, I don't know. Is that on the, the rundown about Zerline? Um, no. But, but I mean, just real quick about that. Zerline, yeah. you know, he's just by cutting him, uh, the other kicker, Zerline will be here. He's going to kick in this game. And he kind of said yesterday that, you know, if he can get a few reps, whether it be field goals or extra points, he certainly will take them because he just wants to get kind of ramped up I mean, for the season. Everything right now when you look at this team is kind of – working out the way they told us because I was really leery about all this all the guys that were not playing at the beginning of training camp and I just was looking at last year like yeah. I bought it last year when y'all told me that 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 you know that Lyle was going to be okay and that Tyron was fine like I bought all that last year and it didn't pan out like that so I was very leery it's, this year but it seems like it's all working the way they said mildly shocking how much that they have hit the benchmarks with all of these guys like everyone that was an injury concern at the start of camp it's gone exactly according to the plan yeah. that they said, which, yeah, I mean, it feels like that never really happened. Well, that also tells you how much of a concern it really was. It probably wasn't much of a concern. And let's be honest, there's probably something going on right now to a player that we don't really know much That's about. That's a good point. And sure. it, that always can, is, by yeah. the way. All 32 teams. There's always right. always yeah. the, the case. There's there's something that somebody's worried about, and that's yeah. probably not COVID-related, just some, some elbow, back, something here that you're like, man, We'll hope see. That, yeah, yeah, hope that works out. You know, just kind of keep patching it together and working on it. Hopefully, it gets better. But yeah. it's not going to probably get better throughout the well, season. Well, I didn't like Donovan Wilson leaving with a groin injury. I mean, I don't, that's not yeah. he. That's not typically a oh he's back today. I mean, mm. but he kind of no jogged off the field, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, he jogged off to the field to the point because of all the other safeties that are in the COVID protocol. There was some thought that is that what happened here because he did kind of get off the field sort of quickly, so. If it is a groin injury and you jogged off the field, it may not be that bad. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I look at this safety position and I'm like, that's that's a position where I think they got a little depth right now. I don't know if I can no, even say that. Uh, a little bit? Not right now. More than in past years, right? I mean, well, oh, just in general. Just, in I'm general, not, I'm not going yeah. into the season. I mean, not, half not the positions on moment. the COVID list. Yeah, right not now. at this current. I'm saying like going into the season. Yeah. I actually look at that position. I'm like, surprisingly, I feel okay. Okay about safety. Not great, because I don't think they have a great player on safety, but I think they got a lot of players that are eh, solid, right? Yeah. And that's better than they've had in in quite a while, I think. Yeah, and because of what's happening now, they should be fine for, you know, for the season. Yeah. What what you don't want to happen is, and it's going to happen, maybe the Cowboys, other teams, happen to Denver and their quarterbacks. I mean, you don't. When the season starts and you're in the middle of the week, and then that happens to this one position where you get wiped out, I mean, it could it could really affect everything. Absolutely, That's, it's it's unsettling. I mean, the nice thing, I mean, the team's 93 percent vaccinated. Israel was able to come back Wednesday after being put on the list on Monday. So, you know, that's what you hope for in these situations. But like, we don't know. You know, you don't fully know the vaccination status of everybody other than the guys who have offered it up. And we don't know the results of these tests. So if you went on the list on Saturday and you're not here by Thursday, my assumption is that you've got symptoms, which is going to put you out for more than a week. Um, it's about a matter of your body recuperating. Right. Healing yeah. From, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, it's not a big deal right now. The season's still two weeks away, but it's it's unsettling to think about it happening during the season do you sure. think Absolutely. do you think okay it's 93 percent based off of what an 80 man roster right now i believe so i mean i think they're technically I think the number is like five or six when they cut to 53 do you think the number will be higher or lower 
I bet it's lower. If I had to guess, I would guess it's it's gonna be. Wait, the percentage will the go. The percentage will be. I think the percentage. I think the percentage will go, will go lower yeah. when they cut I th- to fifty-three. I think if you, at this point, if you mm. don't, if you're not vaccinated, I'm guessing you're a person that probably feels very secure in your spot on the roster. Yeah, I'm gonna say is the way I would think about it because if I were a bubble guy, I'd be like. Tell me what you want me to do, and anything yep. you tell me to do, I'm gonna do it because I just want to be on a team. Right. Like, so I, I would guess, and then these are all assumptions. It's just assumptions. I would guess that it's probably guys that feel yeah. more comfortable being able to stand up and say, like, you know, it's all called Beasley. He's been very outspoken. Sure. He knows that that team's not just gonna cut him, and if they do, some other team's gonna pick him up because he's that good of a player, right? So, I think that's what ends up happening in some of these situations. Do you think it's and it's just kind of weird? What do you think about that? He he made that NFL's top 100 list, and like no other Cowboy offensive player other than Zach Martin made it. Well, it, it you know what it is? I mean that I know, that list is about first of all, it's about last season. Yeah. So a lot of guys Clearly. that may not have had great seasons here. They may be better players, but you can't point to anybody on the Cowboys last year, hope really, that had a great year. Like yeah. to be able to put them into a category like that. They're better players, I think, but I just think it's all based upon last year. And, and the Bills had a phenomenal year, especially offensively, and he was a part of that. Yeah, Cooper's, the, Cooper's probably got something to say about that. Maybe that's fair. That's fair. But that's. I mean, I, I'm not gonna stand on the table for anybody on this team after last year. Right. I, but just in general, that list sucks. We don't have to get into it. I agree. It. <laughs> I agree. But to go back to what you said about guys that feel good about themselves, you know, probably making it. Uh, of the two players that I've heard of that are not vaccinated, yeah, they, they are starting and they're, they got a role on this team. I, I can only think of two. I think there's my, I'm sure there's more, but I just, yeah. you know. Well, if you do the math, 93% of 80 is like five guys. Or maybe six, depending mm-hmm. on how you round the decimal. So yeah. Yeah. it can't be too much more than right. that, I would think. And, and you're right. It's got to be guys that, I mean, I, I, just can't ima- I can't imagine a guy that's just that's a bubble player like that that, you know. If they are, like that's just asking to get. I mean, that's giving one more reason why yeah. it makes sense to just, like, let them go, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, finally, after about two weeks, we're going to get around to a game of I Get Around. I'm going to throw out some names to these guys of players on this team that we don't talk about very much and get their opinions on where they are, how they're performing, uh, and maybe even their likelihood of making this team. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. All right, you just got two more chances to watch the Cowboys at practice here at the Star in Frisco for training camp. That would be Friday, August 27th, Saturday, August 28th, inside the Ford Center at the Star. Admission and parking are free. Visit the Star in Frisco.com for details. Let's go. Welcome back to the second segment of the Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit. We are, for those who have been listening throughout training camp, we began training camp with this segment that I called I Get Around. Um, and the point of it is we're going to talk about some players that we don't normally talk about on this show um, and just allow our two analysts here to give you their thoughts on the player. It could be anything. It could be a great story you have about the player. It could be something you've seen to, as far as them playing on the field. It could be I don't know what you saw in Hard Knocks. Who knows? But whatever it is, you guys are going to give people a little bit of uh, insight on that player and and where you think they stand currently on this team. We are going to start with the rookie guard out of Nebraska, Matt Farniak. Dave, go. Um, with all due respect to him, it's it's hard to imagine him making the roster. Um, he just he 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 he's a rookie. He's a seventh round pick. He was the last guy they took. Uh, he's been doing a lot of back, doing a lot of work with the reserves. A little bit of center, mostly guard. Um, that just to me, and you know, the the team's always going to try to protect its draft class, and that just seems that just screams a guy who is cut on Tuesday and put on the practice squad on Wednesday. To mm-hmm. me, that's he's got that written all over him, and I, you know, he I think he's been good enough that. That's fair, and I hope when or if that happens, you know, work on some center because clearly that's a, you know, that's been something we've talked about throughout camp is guys that have that versatility that could be important. So keep working on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember a couple of weeks ago we were at training camp. Somebody had said to me, "It's either it's going to come down to him and Brandon Knight on the roster." And, you know, they're both versatile backups, but I could just see Knight helping you more, being ready to play at guard. Also a guy that started games at tackle. So, I, I, yeah, I think he's a he's a really good practice squad scout team. Farniak is a really good scout team guy because he can play different positions and he'll learn different positions uh, even better when he's there. Which the fun thing I, I love I hope we've talked about it before I hope all these changes they've made for COVID are permanent like the bigger practice squad mm-hmm. kind of more relaxed rules about how you can move guys around um, when you th- there's they have 16 practice squad spots if you include the exemption for Isaac and I would imagine they'll use it because it doesn't cost them anything so when you think about it if there's 80 guys here you can put 68 or 69 guys on that like they only really have to cut like 10 people really 
at the after end. it's all done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you include practice squad, like only 10 people have to just leave Go the building. Yeah. yeah. And that's good because yeah. it gives you a lot of guys you can keep around and develop. Yeah. Assuming you're not going out on other people's cuts. And, but and even, but even yeah, if they, that, that'll be two or three guys. Or yeah. 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 All right. Let's move on. We're going to stay on the offensive line. Let's move to the, the tackle position. You just mentioned him. Uh, he is a guard tackle coming out of Indiana, third year player, Brandon Knight. Nick, tell me what you didn't know about him. Well, I think that, you know, he's played tackle, obviously, he started games the last two years. Um, I, I think he's. You know he's the bouncer of the team. I just think <laughs> I, I just think that's his role. He's he, he kind of I think he's better at guard just because you know he's not as agile, but he's but he's just a fighter. He's a scrappy guy that can kind of you know when it's when it's in there and it's muddy and he can he can kind of do his thing. I, I, I but it's great to have a versatile backup like that. So um, if it's me, he's on the team. I mean I I I keep him before I keep. Both of those tackles, uh, Inseki and, and um, Steele, I make a decision there, mm. and I go with Knight. Knight will help me at guard. If it gets really bad, if it gets bad enough that both those guys have to play, it's already we've seen it. It's it's a problem, so might as well go with Knight at tackle if you have to. I really haven't been th- I haven't been thinking a lot about Knight. I don't I don't think he's been fantastic. No, definitely not terrible. Ever. Yeah, even sure. at Indiana, I bet he wasn't fantastic. Well, I think it was all Big Ten okay. at Indiana. That's, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. A different. Or it, it, I think it was honorable mention all Big Ten, okay. but still, okay. still close. He's fan. <laughs> it's the jump. It, it's a jump. But when you, I mean, he could potentially play four positions, mm-hmm. and that is there's value. That's in helpful. That. Yeah. There's definitely value in that. All right, let's let's actually move on to a guy that I think has been handcuffed to him because they both were thrown into duty last year at tackle. You got second year uh, tackle out of Texas Tech, Terrence Steele, Dave. I was super encouraged when they started playing him on the left side about halfway through camp. Like he's done a little bit of both. He's splitting time at those two positions, which to me says they're evaluating how well he could be the swing tackle. And what I I, I just want to know. Do you do you keep both of those guys, or is there a chance you only keep one? When I say those guys, I mean him and Ty and Secchi. And I think Stephen Jones, he kind of hinted at it on the radio the other day. He he brought up Ty and Secchi, and just the way he was talking about it made it sound like, yeah, he's going to be on the team, which shouldn't surprise anybody. But you know, I think people are nervous about that, and rightfully so. I just wonder. Is it an either or thing, or do you try to keep both? Yeah, see, I I do believe, and based off you know what I just said, is I would probably make that decision. But I feel like if it's Inseki, then Brandon Knight's probably out because they're going to keep Terrence Steele. They they they've developed him, they've worked on him. Somebody even told me a couple of weeks ago. They said there are people in the room that believe he'll be this he'll be a, a starting tackle in two or three years for this team. That he's he's going to be that good, and I don't know just yet. But they good I, on them for they're not going okay. to let let him go. Yeah, they're not I, letting Steele go. I They'll agree. let Knight go and keep Inseki for right now. But that's the thing. I I don't think personally. You said I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I am kind of surprised by that because I think Ty Inseki has not been good. Like you watch him during the preseason games. Every preseason game that they've played so far, there have been moments where I've been like, oh, there we go. That that was Ty Inseki. That was his work. And it's just I I don't. I think if you're going to have that, you might as well go with a young guy 
who you're still developing, who you think maybe in two or three years is going to be a starter in this league, more so than I would look at an older guy like Ty Inseki, who I don't look, I don't think he's better than Steele right now. No, look, look, look for a veteran, and I don't know this, I don't have a name, but look for another Ty Inseki type player to be on the waiver wire. And that's one that you could get. I mean, and I that mean, to me makes a lot more sense. Old. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot more sense to me. I don't. I just don't see why Ty Inseki would be on this team. I just, I don't. I'm not. I'm not arguing for him, but I, I doubt. I think 30 of the 32 teams in the league hate their swing tackle situation right now. It's just that's probably true. A lot of maybe like that. Those because I, I but I hate it. I hate it less with Steele. Didn't we say that about Fleming? Didn't we say that about Cam Irving? Didn't we? Yeah, but I hate it more with I hate it less with Steele than I do with Inseki. That's my point. Is it's not so much that that well, I think that I think if you got to put in a third tackle, you're you're okay. I don't think that with any of them. I do think Terrence Steele is a bit better, and I think he's younger, which a lot younger, which means he has more development. Let's to do. why why can't we just have both? Por qué no la dos? Because I got other positions where I want to go long. I'm I don't know if I want to keep two tackles because it all works itself out with the and, line. You have to kind of figure it well, out. Well, let's also remember this: if if your tackle, if one of your tackles goes down, I'm not talking about in game. I'm talking about for an extended period of time. I still am a believer that my guard, my right guard, is about to come become my tackle. Um, so for me, he's really my swing tackle. That's why Brandon I just need that Knight one guy. Is important, right? I just need that guard. one guy that can jump in in games if I if I lose a tackle. Not necessarily if I lose a tackle for a long period. Let's of time. Let's do some quick math. Okay. So I mean, you have five starters: Ty Insecki, Terrence Steele, Brandon Knight, and McGovern. Connor McGovern. Okay. That, Am I forgetting somebody no, that I no, shouldn't that's, be? No, that's good. So and that's only nine. That's not heavy. That's not heavy. Let's go to the Tampa. Let's go to the game then. Yeah. So the question that you just said, when so, if something goes down to one of the tackles, what happens? You have three options. You can play, Con, uh, you can play Zach Martin over mm-hmm. there. You can also throw in Steele or um, Inseki. If if the answer is Inseki, then I mean Steele is inactive. Yeah, Probably. I think in that situation, you make whichever of and the if, tackles you feel least good about. And if the answer is steel, then Inseki doesn't need to be on the team. That's my point. I know. Yeah, that's the point but, I'm making. And I'm, unless, that's the answer. Unless you just want the insurance policy that badly. Just, and just let him be inactive. Just let him be inactive Look, guy. He's a Montre Holland guy, because Montre Holland was that way. Better to be, keep inactive on game day, but if you need him for the long right. haul, then he's there. But my, my point is, if, you get, get, if you get to the point where... Both your tackles are out again where you would need both Inseki and Steele. You're just as good saying, well, just give me. Welcome right. to the draft we, show. we did that last year. But you're just as good saying, give me Steele and Knight. Like, Inseki's not better than those guys is my point. Uh, I, I get, like I don't disagree with you, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like we're splitting hairs here. I don't, it just – I don't – it's not a big enough deal that I feel passionately about it. Like, if, right? Uh, we, we probably have spent way more time than we needed to spend on it. Nine, it's just a, a point. Nine offensive linemen is a very normal number of offensive linemen, and it shouldn't keep you from keeping whoever you need to keep well, somewhere else. That's where I would say, if if I'm going to have that ninth instead of having Inseki, go find me somebody that's a oh. cast off that I can play center and guard with, because I'm way more concerned about backup center. Than I am. If you can that fourth tackle. If you can find an improvement on the waiver wire, I'm all about it. Yeah. It's just I think it's easier said than done. Maybe so. All right, let's move on. Uh, actually, we're going to take our final break. We're going to come back. We got more players we got to go through, uh, so we can get around to them. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. 
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. The New Era Sideline Collection has landed in stores so fans can wear the same headwear as the team. Just head to the Pro Shop, your official store of Cowboys Nation, and get the 2021 New Era Draft Cap. Visit your Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online at shop.dallascowboys.com. Hey, Nick, real quick. Give everybody uh, uh, the what we got coming up here as far as their abilities to watch the team. We've got two different opportunities here between tomorrow and Friday. You know those, the times? I, I do. I can do. I, give that to I, me. I, and I did. Coming out of the last break, but I didn't. I guess I didn't get throw the times up, yeah. up there at the practice. I think um, on Saturday, I think so it's a ten fifteen. You've got it. Saturday ten fifteen. That yes. is that is correct. It's early before the Jerry Jones Classic. Classic. Yep. The two high school teams in the area that will be going at it at the Star. Uh, you can come out to that as well. Absolutely. Um, th- but the practice on Friday got me on that one. On okay. what time? Ten fifteen. So both times. So both it's ten fifteen. Saturday ten fifteen practice. Yeah. Oh, I was saying Friday. We oh, Friday is eleven fifteen. I'm sorry. Eleven fifteen. Got it. All so right. eleven fifteen on Friday. 10-15 on Saturday, so if you have not had a chance to come and check out your Dallas Cowboys, a uh, great opportunity to be able to check them out in a practice practice setting here at Ford Center um, at the Star to be able to uh, see them before the season gets here uh, if you haven't had a chance to do that so far. All right, okay. I get around. Let's get back to it. Uh, I'm going to throw these two guys out together because their fortunes may be linked in some ways. Uh, Jaron Curse and Darian Thompson, two safeties for the Cowboys. Nick, go. Well, I mean, Darian Thompson, he's just the guy that we just keep, you know, riding off for what for some reason, and he's right here in the mix. And, you know, this last three or four days, both those two guys, what they have in common is that they've been on the field and that they might be the only safeties that I think have been on the field other than the, the rookie that we never mentioned, Tyler Coyle. Mm, which yeah. I'm, Who? 
Yeah, exactly. So those two guys have helped themselves. They've probably been starters uh, while some of the other guys have been out with their injuries or, mm-hmm. or COVID protocols. So to answer the question, I mean, I think I think one of them is, is definitely going to make it. They both, both might make it because of just where they are right now, and they've got to maybe go long at that position. I think the back end of the safety depth chart is one of the biggest flies in the ointment if you're trying to put a 53 together. It's just tricky. Darian Thompson, we know that you probably don't want him playing defensive snaps, but he is one of John Fossil's core guys. Loves him. He plays an absurdly high percentage of the snaps, so it's hard to bet against him making the team. At the same time, Jaron Curse is really interesting because he has a highly specialized role. He and he talked about this in the spring. Like, this is probably dramatic. I mean, he's not an all pro, but he is a tight end eraser. He's a tight end guy. He's huge. He Mm -hmm. can come down into the slot and handle these (laughs) athletic guys. Tight end eraser. Wow. I mean, that's. I'm just messing with you. What people call those types of guys, right? I I mean, I'm not saying he's He's not quite there. Yeah, not saying he's he's just going to take take Travis Kelsey away. Kelsey and uh, Pitts. We don't worry about those teams. Like, but that's that is what he excels at. He can go in. That's a good role to have. Sure. he could probably erase an Evan Egram who you're going to face twice a year. Your dime packages, you know, I think you could see a lot of situations where they use a third safety for yeah. that very reason. Yeah. Dak's only incompletion yesterday was because he got into the throwing lane with his. I heard, I don't remember who said it. Somebody at practice yesterday said he looks like a pterodactyl. And I was like, yeah, he does. About right. You're right. His, his, 6'4, 215, and long. And yeah. I mean, he, he jumped into the throwing lane and batted the ball down. And he's made plays like that throughout training camp. Like, he, you know, he's not a. <laughs> He's not like a ball hawk, like he's going to make a lot of picks, but he's got the reach you know, to to get to get to the football. I'm laughing because he's he wears 32, right? Yes. And so a lot of times when I see you know I see these guys, I just my mind just drifts back to another player that wore it. Like, oh, is that so and so? I never do that with Scandrick because <laughs> they don't even look anywhere close. Oh, to God, the, talk to, about opposites to the same yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that's interesting about J. Ron Curse is that he was coming in to do that slot guy, like another backup but different than Jordan Lewis but Maurice Kennedy's play at training camp has also kind of affected that I'm not saying he's he's certainly not as big but he's a physical slot corner more than than Lewis yeah so there's another option in there that I wonder might uh, alter some things because Kennedy I think is going to make the team it's the DBs give me more anxiety than anyone because like I can't figure out how to have less than seven quarterbacks for me but (laughs) oh why What's weird? About, I mean, just the, your starter hasn't played in since uh, October of last year. Neither one of your backups have really ever played a significant game. And definitely haven't won a game. Yeah. Dak I mean, will be fine, and your we third baseman, fourth quarterback, yeah. I mean, all that. We don't practice eft. You know that whole story. That's my favorite one. So, um, <laughs> no, I just, I don't know how you keep it less than what was that? You uh, know that story. Maybe maybe everybody knows that story. Um, I don't know how you keep less than seven corners, and I don't know how you keep less than. F- five safeties that's my whole which i don't know and even at five like i'm i'm like there's still probably somebody out there that you kind of have a role for you kind of want to keep around so who are your five five safeties because well that so yeah we haven't even talked about israel mukwamu but he factors yeah. into all that as well that's what makes it interesting he's looked promising he has similar length i think he can do a lot of the special team stuff and that's what i wonder like 
God, I just want to be allowed in the room for these meetings one day. I don't even want to report on it. I just want to see how it goes because I can just imagine them talking to Fossil and being like, how many of these guys do you need, man? We we gave you CJ. You've got Gifford. You have Dorrance. Kennedy. You can't have have Darian, too. And he's like, well, screw you. I want Darian. And they're just fighting. And I don't know how it all – I don't know how you balance it all. There's my prediction for the game. My prediction is something – well, it may not be in the game, but it'll be something in the next, I would say, four or five days will work itself out at the safety position because there's six guys right now that you think have a good chance. Right. Darian Thompson, Curse, McQuamu, Hooker, Kazee, yep. and Donovan Wilson. Those yep. six right there. And five is heavy, especially with seven corners. Mm-hmm. When seven corners is not changing. Like, that's happening. I can't imagine it. Yeah, I can't imagine anything else. No. Unless, again, like you said, something shakes something out. Something changes yeah. there, yeah. but... but there's not that many guys that kind of do both roles, so it's not like you can kind of steal a position. No, there isn't a single – there's not a single hybrid guy on the entire thing. I, I mean, mean McQuamu's done it in college, but oh, he's, he's not done it here. Yeah, he hasn't in, done it in, in the, the NFL. I've never seen him out there with any of those receivers. So you, you really are going like – what would 12. you say is a what would you say is a normal number for second? Ten. 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 Right, so you're Ten going is, really – And heavy. we've seen the Cowboys go with nine before. Yeah. Ten is standard. But that's where I was also when I was talking about that offensive yeah. line when we were talking about that. I know you guys said overall the number is an extreme, but if you want to go that deep on secondary, you got to take it from somewhere, right? Yeah. Two quarterbacks, two running backs. Honestly, do you need six receivers. The further we get into camp, yeah, I'm maybe like, it's do just you? Five receivers. I yeah. really, I, I, and Malik Turner was having a great camp. It's not his fault that he got hurt, but I'm just like, yeah. you can make this. You realize that this happen without the that was guy. a nice to have at training camp, but you got yeah. you got depth at wide receiver without him. Just just right? remember this about Darian Thompson. Um, in if he makes, he may not make the fifty-three man roster initially because he is a guy that is not. He's a vested veteran, so he doesn't necessarily have to clear waivers. They're going to try. They need a couple of roster spots on guys that they need to put on IR to return. He is a he's a guy for that. A candidate to say you're going to get cut. Stay right here. They may we'll come give back a little and get something, you. yeah, and then boom. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. I do want to talk about the fullback, the fullback. Uh, Nick Ralston, tell me what you know. Well, I'm actually uh, doing a story on him right now that that's going to air for the pregame show on the on uh, countdown do to TV? kickoff. I do. Um, awesome. I mean, they 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 put me on TV. I was going to say, I say I you got TV. a great face for radio, but I didn't know you did television. That's good. That's Thank good you. Stuff. Appreciate that. You're going to be on NFL Network though, actually, this weekend. Okay. Think about that. Wow. This this seems like like a hard knocks type thing. Like the yeah. so like scripted and like oh you're going to be no. Yeah. Anyways, that's good. Okay, uh, Nick Ralston. <laughs> he's. I mean, he calls himself. He's a football player. All right. He calls himself a beast, actually. But um, sure. Okay. He, right. But um, you know, if you go to that run, they gave him the run in the second quarter of the game. Yep. First, second quarter, and it was third and one. They gave him the ball. He didn't get it at, at initially. I mean, he was stopped. He. He got there. He got to the first down. That's what you need out of your fullback yeah. if they're going to give him the ball like that. But he really, he's going to make the team because of if he makes the team. I was going to say, you're, you're I was about to say. I, I had, to, okay, stop well, it. I had to stop the way I was saying that. If he makes the team, okay. it'll be because of his plays that he he made a nice tackle against Arizona, went mm-hmm. down there. And it's, it's all the special teams guys. So it comes down to 
Like he's a all linebacker. All those players, like all those players, and how they are special teams. All those extra guys you well, want to yeah, keep. Well, right? yeah, when when he's when Fossil's looking at his list, Aaron, he's got L two, L four, L five, which I really don't know what all of that means. I mean, just knows that's their position. He's thinking the types. Okay, this is my speed guy. This is a safety. Typically, this is a running back, receiver. This is a linebacker, and he's a linebacker mm-hmm. in in body type. Yeah. So, you know, Gifford will be probably there. You don't have a lot of other linebackers that are doing Jabril Cox. So that might be a situation of, God, can I keep this many linebackers active? I can't keep Gifford and Cox active. Mm-hmm. So maybe Ralston's a guy as my third back, a full back, but also my L four or whatever. So it's just it's he may be the kind of guy that you start like that. Again, you're gonna have all those guys you're listed at the back of these depth charts, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna figure out like which are the best of those that I need to keep. Like which can I use the most in specific situations. So he's probably gonna be a practice squad guy though, that they you know, and I think all practice squad guys will travel to the games like they have in the past. It might be a situation where if they need him, he comes up, but Practice squad doesn't mean what it used to mean. Right. McCarthy's said it more times than I can count. We needed 77 guys to win the Super Bowl in 2010. And things are going to come up. And the fact that you can move guys as easily as you can now, you know, even on Sunday morning, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd be pretty surprised if he made the roster, but he does seem like he's. Doing the most with his yeah. opportunities. He's had a few really nice blocks in both of these last two games. Three three things have, have, have helped his cause, uh, other than the stuff he's done. Um, Shea Alana Lua is a fullback that got banged mm-hmm. up. Now Rico Daddle is, is injured. So he, I'm not saying he's a tailback, but he could maybe do emergency carries if you needed it. And also, Sean McEwen as a, mm-hmm. as a tight end that's yeah. banged up. He's he's played that H back role tight end as well in college too. So it's a lot to throw on his plate, but I'm just saying you need those glue guys like that. He's, but he's got a shot. Ralston could be that guy until McEwen is right. ready to come back for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And I, that's the thing. Like you start looking at this team, I, I don't know that they're gonna line up a lot in twenty one personnel unless you got Pollard and Zeke on the field. Yeah. I think predominantly like they were last year, predominantly eleven. Personnel, you got three wide receivers and one running back. Maybe go to 12 if you want to put your two tight ends on the field. But I don't know how much of a role there's going to be for somebody like a Nick Ralston just because I don't I don't know that they're going to want to do that very often. Every year I hype myself up. Like, there's always a fullback that I love. Like, you know, my LSU guy, J.C. Copeland, was here years ago. Uh, it was Jamez Zolawale for a mm-hmm. couple years. I I was super excited about what Shaywo brought to the table. Oh, how could I leave out beef? Keith Smith, I love him. But again, like we're talking about like 11 plays on the year, you know, like it just, it hasn't been something that they've really put an emphasis on in in a long time. Yeah. Unless they change what they do offensively, their offensive scheme, strategy. Like it just doesn't seem like that's a part of what they, what they like to do. But he's a guy that will play Sunday. This Sunday in preseason against Jacksonville. He'll, He'll play a lot in this game. And I mean, there's not many guys that are that are you would say really playing for a chance to make the team. Um, there's probably I would say ten or so. I will say this: the running back position now looks a little yeah. interesting for this Sunday yeah, because be those big, guys probably you, see uh, raw meat at this point. It's an opportunity. Did you see? It was a really funny exchange in McCarthy's press conference. Uh, Babe Laufenberg asked him about. He was asking about his career. He was like, "Are there any players?" That you can remember, like legitimately playing their way onto the roster in the fourth preseason game, 
And Mike thought he was talking about right now. He was like, why would I Why would I tell you that? Why would I give you the names of the guys that I think could do that? And Babe was like, no, I'm, you know, you've been a head coach for 15 years. And he, he was like, oh, oh, my God. I, and he realized it. But, and then he started listing off names like Sam Shields. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a couple quarterbacks in Green Bay uh, that he was like, yeah, like this, this is a legitimate opportunity. Like guys can change your opinion in in this I, game. I remember one in Parcells' mm-hmm. year, two thousand three. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did not care for this receiver Reggie Swinton, who had been mm-hmm. here for a couple of years. I remember Reggie? And it was the fourth return game. guy. Yeah, it was the fourth game. It was like a right return or middle return. He took the ball, supposed to go to the middle. He just said. Screw that. And he just totally went to the left side, went around the corner, went 90 yards for a touchdown, made the team. There we go. I mean, well, yeah. how about another guy, actually? That's right. Well, how about another guy that I'm actually working on a documentary yeah, I thought on. that's where I'm you sorry. were going. Yeah. I thought that's where you were Jesse going when you first started Jesse Holly, yeah. Who was just. I was starting to question myself, like, was that the fourth yeah, preseason game? I was like, I'm it, pretty sure, but. Okay. It definitely was. And yeah. the ball, actually, he was not the return man. The ball just bounced into his lap, and he turned and ran. Ran for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and we got a good documentary coming out next week about his life story. I, that that story, honestly, of all the stories we've done this this preseason, it's the most intriguing story because once again, and you guys may know this, some of you may not. Right. He is the only player, still the only player in the history of the NFL that ever got a shot in the NFL because of a reality show. That's what sets it apart from every other story that we tell. Um, and then you go back and talk about his life and some of the challenges he's had getting to where he was. It's just a riveting story. But real quick, before we do the end the show, though, I need to let you guys know this. Uh, actually, this evening, we've got our next Deep Blue dropping at 6 p.m. Central Time. It's called War Stories. Nick, you were involved in that project. So why don't you tell everybody what War Stories is and why they need to tune into this one? Well, it's a collection of, of uh, stories from the war room. Just like it says, it's about 14 of them. Um, that, that span all the way from the 70s, but but mainly here in, in the last, I would say, 15 to 20 years uh, when we our cameras have really been inside the war room. Uh, you can see these debates that are happening while the Cowboys are on the clock. You've seen, I mean, I'll just tell you this. There's Jimmy Johnson calling Emmett Smith um, to to tell him that they're going to draft him. And there's there's um, the the Roy Williams exchange where they... they that they, story they, was crazy. Right, Broadus yeah. tells that story amazingly where they almost lost their pick and they're trying to you know the clock's running down on them um you know there's there's the johnny menzel and 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 zach martin it's funny because we've been internally we've heard that story a lot of times from people around the building but it was cool to see it on on camera it'll be cool for fans to be able to see that story and and also in 2016 i think i might have said this when we were at camp one time but 2016 the fact that you know there's a trade offer on the table that that um if the cowboys would have taken it uh they they wouldn't have they wouldn't have had dak or Zeke. Yep. And it was very close to, to doing that. So uh, just a lot of things like that. And it's it, it was really fun to go down that rabbit hole and yeah. actually, um, you know, see some of these stories. Yeah, it was very well done. And so you guys will have an opportunity to check that out tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time. We'll run it live across all hey, our channels. And, and you can da- go back later. David Hellman well. is in there did several I make, times. Did I make the final you cut? Made a few. Yeah. Yeah. You did I thought you said you were cutting him. No, I didn't. And okay, I good. think you're wearing that. Actual, <laughs> I think, I, think you, I was wearing a different pullover, but wait, wait, y'all, you put him on, on camera for a TV appearance and didn't put him in a sport coat? No, no, Jerry Madelon's gonna have something That's to okay. say. I asked, ahead and he of cusses time. too, he cusses, but it's awesome. He, it's on, Jerry's it, gonna just have a yeah, field day. It's on you guys. He said he's, Jerry he's is our, kick, our guy ass. that checks all of their, their work and makes sure they're doing what they're supposed I to be. I am who I camera. am, Jerry. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We will be back. 
Uh, actually, we'll be back on Monday. We'll tell you what, what happened, what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Uh, and we'll actually, I think Monday we're going to take some time to start cutting this roster uh, and then so that we can give our recommendations to the coaching staff before they make their official cuts on Tuesday. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?